do-do-do-do-do. Welcome to another episode of Mount Davis. I am your host, Tony, and I am here watching the Kings and Clippers game. It's currently the third quarter. Clippers up 81-67, but I don't know. Do the Kings have some fight in them? We'll see. Uh, on today's episode, we'll be talking about divisional matchups, NFL divisional matchups. We'll get into all the matchups this weekend, and they'll be published by Saturday, so hopefully some of you guys will get to listen to this. But as of right now, not very many people. By the way, please listen, subscribe, support, follow, you know, do what you have to, but get the word out there. I would like to introduce Troy as the new co-host of the podcast because all my other co-hosts keep flaking. It's going to be more or less like we'll have one person on every time, so you guys will We'll try to we'll try to have a new or someone, if not multiple people on for an episode every week because I'm sure you guys will get tired of me eventually. So we gotta diversify, you know. So I would like to add Troy to the group of co-hosts in between Rob and Nate. Hopefully Troy will be more consistent. I haven't been trying to get Rob and Nate on here either as much or as hard as I could have tried, I guess. Um, I'm very excited to have Troy on because he knows a lot about hockey. He's been looking into college basketball. You know, he dabbles in a bit of everything. And he's really, he has just strong suits when it comes to sports betting. So I'm really excited to get his insight and expertise. I think we'll be able to make you guys a lot of money on this podcast. So who knows where this goes? We're going to go on the heater. Uh, We'll also be getting into NBA talks. We'll get into the James Harden trade that everyone has been talking about. And what our thoughts, what our thoughts are on homegrown superstars versus chasing rings we'll also recap the start of the nhl season it's off to a great start teams look at ambitious overs are hitting off the hook and we'll wrap it up with some friendly locker room talk and uh we'll leave it at that enjoy episode 14 of mount davis and here we go Yo. Yo, what's good, Troy? What's good, dog? How you how you been? Yeah, that uh that bulls loss. Yeah, I I I just took Zach Levine over on three point shots because it was at two point five, so I was like, man, that's hella low, especially for Zach Levine. It it was at minus one sixty, but I was able to cash on that. But oh, I was I was I was gonna tell GT on the money line pick, dude. But I'm still I'm still trying to to get over the morning loss. 
The, yeah, that um, the Leverkusen. Yeah, like it, it was so stupid because that game should have gone over easily, but they just missed hella shots. Like Berlin scored one in the 88th minute, and that was that was the goal that was gonna put us over two and a half. But like Berlin missed like two opportunities. Uh, Leverkusen had like one or two good opportunities in there, and they just didn't go inside the net. You know? Yeah. Sometimes it happens, but man, I was so sure on that bet. I uh, I'm actually pretty stoked because um, the Amiakis Liga is back, so I I love watching the the Mexican soccer league. Um, last year uh, I may have doomed myself, but I chose to be a Pumas fan. <laughs> um, but I was just like, they were making me money at the time, so I said, fuck it, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go ahead and go with that. What you sipping on, bro? Uh, margarita that I made. I got the the Modelo with limon and sal, and then I just put, okay, like, okay. two shots of tequila in there. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, I figured we'd just start off easy and warm ourselves up with uh, the James Harden talk. This will be, like, I don't know if I'll put this conversation at the beginning or at the end, but it'll be just like a friendly NBA talk. Um, for sure, for sure. Right, right now, um, I'm watching the Clippers and Kings game. The Clippers are up by 20 already. Oh, that's so fucking killer because I had thought, you know, like, all right, I'm going to take the, the Kings plus the points. Seven, that's a lot of points. Um, I don't know. Clippers just weren't like ex- – just looking good lately to me. So, but it looks like I'll be uh, eating that one. But honestly, you know what I was looking at right now was the live um, for the for the Laker game. Oh yeah, the Pelicans are up, right? Yeah, the, dude. So like, I was just I was just on on on, you know, I was just betting live on a little on the app and shit, and it was just. Like uh, Lakers went on an eight zero run, and I was like, "Oh shit!" They took down all the lines, and the only line they put up was a plus one thousand five hundred odds for the Lakers to be up at halftime or tied, and the odds were plus one thousand five, uh, one thousand fifty. Yeah, and, uh, bro, I took it. I'm like, "Oh my fuck it!" I'll just throw a dub on it. You know what I mean? So I threw a dub on it, bro. Tell me why these fools. Oh my god! These fools freaking go for two instead of trying to hit the three at the end of the game at the end of the half. <laughs> like they Fuck. missed a three, they missed a three. It bounced off, and then like they scooped it up. Schroeder scooped it up real quick, and then like he like kind of he's at the three line, kind of hesitated a little bit, took a step forward, shoot the two, makes it. They and so they go down by by only one. And I'm like, bro, all you had to do was fucking hit a three and you tie it. And I went two hundred and like ten or like twenty dollars from shit. But man, that, was, like, that would have been nice, man. Yeah, dude. You know, for like just that little quick, like, well, fuck, they knew what they were doing, bro. Yeah, they're up by five right now. Okay. The Lakers. They the, yeah, they took the lead again. Yeah, see, that's. I don't think that they'll give it up again. Honestly. Yeah, probably not. So that's uh, where I messed up. I should have hit them at the, the halftime, but uh. Dude, um, lately I've just been trying to hit some props. I've been hitting, like, some easy ones here and there, but 
I've just been missing like a few to like stupid ass things to I guess just not enough research I wanna say. But like, I mostly just try to look at trends, you know, try to look at how a defense is performing. I like to look at a three like perimeter shooting uh percentage or like how a team defends on perimeter shooting. Um that's what I tend to look for for like three point props and stuff like that. I try to see the mismatch. Oh yeah, good. And then the hey. other thing Yeah. No, my bad. I was I just noticed something though like is this something you ever noticed too is that like when say someone has a horrible day horrible day shooting and the next day their prop is low and they think that oh everyone's like oh hell no they just went 0 for 8 don't you notice like they go hard that next game and like they go you know what i mean like i think it was danny green right he was like yeah did talk to him and then like dude hits like eight of them or some shit something crazy dude yeah there's certain uh there's certain opportunities you can look for in betting where like there's an emotional factor to it so um, it could be the case for, like, deaths in sports. If, like, the death means a lot for a team, they tend to play, like, harder right after they died, you know? And it yeah. was the case for the Angels when the uh, Tyler Skaggs died. Uh, they, like, went on, like, a 6-0 and run or something like that uh, right after. And then I guess they were just playing with heart, you know? And I guess that could... Uh, you could kind of, like, compare that to... I mean, you can't compare death to, like, an insult, but, like, you could kind of compare that to, like, if a player is, like, gets ridiculed or, like, someone makes one of them, they're more, like, willing to try and, like, show show them up, you know? So it could work like that, and it's especially the case with, like, Steph Curry. He has, like, a bad shooting day, and then the next day he just, like, hits, like, eight three-pointers. Yeah. And it's fun to hit those. Uh, the reason I took the Zach Levine prop today was because, I mean, he went 10 for 16 last game or the game before this one on uh, on three-point shooting. And, I mean, his line was at two and a half after making 10 three-pointers. <laughs> like, it's kind of insulting. <laughs> Like, I would have thought of buying it at four and a half or something. <laughs> yeah, for real. Hey, uh, do you do you know do you know what the Lakers opened up at? Or what it closed at, I'm sorry? Was it minus nine? What was it, like, what was the spread? Uh, yeah, the spread. The game time? I gotta check that out real quick. Um, but... Let's start talking about um, the James Harden trade. Let's see. Closing spread was Lakers minus nine. Damn. Yeah. Um, Dude, I think, like, any spread over, like, nine is hitting pretty well this year. Because just a lot of points to give, especially especially nowadays where players are, are like, certain players are being taken out of lineups, so you don't know how that's going to affect, like, chemistry or something. 
Yeah. Because there's, like, certain players that don't have much, like, production production value to the team, but they add a whole lot of importance in terms of, like, chemistry and, like, playing together. Yeah, speaking of chemistry, do you feel like James Harden, that, that you know, them being uh, – him going over there, is there's going to be any chemistry? Because people were, were kind of saying some foul things, in my opinion, when they were saying uh, – they're comparing them to, like, the Warriors when they had their, their big three. You know what I'm like? No, 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 no. I think that's a totally different big three because they – the Warriors, they all messed with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. They were all a piece of, you know, of, of a team that, that needed to be there. And as far as, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, the Nets, you know, I just feel like it's three individuals more. You know what I mean? It's almost like it's OKC all over again except <laughs> instead of – you know, Without Westbrook. Right, yeah, yeah. Westbrook, you know, you got uh, Kyrie. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I guess that's the only way you can beat LeBron nowadays. And, you know, in the teams that he, you know, he's able to put together is, you know, try to put, enough, put together another big three or something like that, you know. But uh, – and I don't even feel like the Lakers got a big three. You know, it's more of a big two. Uh, but, you know – I think they have a great supporting cast, you know, a bunch of guys that come off the bench, get the job done. Um, but as far as, you know, like the, the Nets, I mean, there was game – I mean, I don't know. Kyrie just seems like, a, you know, like a, you don't know, you know what to really expect out of him. Um, and, I mean, I, see, with – I know that if when they mesh, it'll be great, you know, obviously. You know what I'm saying? The guys are some of the best ballers. You know what I mean? Uh, playing right now, and uh, I don't know. I, I just don't think that chemistry-wise, like in the sense of like, uh, like the the um, strategy that they'll be able to put forth with those three, it just doesn't seem like one would just be like, "All right, I'm the supporting role." You know what I mean? Yeah. And then now it's not even just one; it's two of them. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I don't know. What, what what did you think about about that? Okay, so it's definitely going to take some time for them to get used to playing with each other, but I think it will happen a lot faster than most people will think. Um, the way I saw, like, Kyrie and uh, KD talking about the way they're going to play seemed, like, very high knowledge. Like, they almost took, like, a street ball aspect to it where they're like, okay, if we just take this many shots per game and we each allow ourselves our, uh, a, a, like a certain amount of shots, then there's, like, there's no way we'll lose because we'll put up just, like, a baseline number of points, you know, and now, now more with Harden, it'll be a lot easier to distribute the workload. Now, this is where it gets tricky because you're going to have to figure out rotations and ideally you want to spread it out. So you could either go like death lineup and put all three in the same lineup, but I think that would compromise you in defense. So I think it's better to just play two at a time. And basically I honestly think James Harden should come off the bench, but obviously he's going to start. But but imagine having uh, K, Kyrie and KD start, and then after, like, seven minutes, Kyrie comes off, and KD turns into the primary ball, ball handler. And that's when James Harden, James Harden comes in, and you have a, a lineup with uh, mainly with KD and James Harden doing the offense, and then basically filtering Kyrie wherever needed and have him be the main point, point guard. Um it's going to be tough in a sense where Kyrie needs to learn when to drive to the basket and when to like get an assist 
and I guess that's what every point guard needs to learn and do well. But um, Kyrie's play style is very, like, get to the rim, like, dribble you out and, and just finish with finesse, you know? And, like, K, uh, KD and Harden will almost be, like, in similar roles whenever one of them is not on the court. So it's just going to be a sense of Kyrie meshing well with both of them while he's on the court. And then um, just whatever whatever uh, volume is left for Katie and James Harden. What's going to be cool to see, I think, is when one superstar's uh, game is not working well that day, or like let's say a certain game Kyrie just like is not finishing, and that's when you give the ball to Katie and Harden, you know, let's see who's hot type of game so they're just going to start playing hot potato with each other on who's doing better that and ideally it would go the hottest person on the team at on that day gets the ball yeah fuck i mean that that's that's what's cool is that you know you get you basically get three chances and you know if you have one superstar you know you know, you have to only that one chance where he's just going to have the day or he's not. You know what I mean? And with these guys, yeah, like you said, you know, you basically get three chances. Uh, yeah, like the odds, the odds none of them are shooting well for a game. I guess it could be a chemistry thing, but uh, the odds none of them shoot well or play well is, like, very slim, you know? Yeah, what do you think about uh, Oladipo and the – the Levert trade. and So I think the Rockets actually have themselves a pretty decent core. If, if all of them are healthy, I think it's good enough to get six in the West, like six or seven. Um, Cause you have a lineup of John wall, very good point guard, you know, uh, has, has compromised on his athletic ability, but has worked on his IQ. So he knows when to jump and when to finish and stuff like that. Then you have uh, Victor Lodipo, who would play shooting guard. Uh, And then he could knock down threes on a consistent basis. He could put you up 15 to 20 points on any any given night, you know, consistently. And then you have – yeah, go ahead. So I was just going to add real quick, surprisingly, that uh, Oladipo and John Wall are, are actually averaging very close numbers. Um, John Wall has 19 points a game, um, and uh, Oladipo has 20 points a game. Uh, Oladipo is shooting 42%, and John Wall shooting 45%. Uh, so, I mean, surprisingly, you know, it's a lot – Stat-wise, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a lot closer than, than people think because obviously everyone's, you know, just saying, like, that they they think that maybe, uh, you know, what I'm hearing is just that uh, it's overpowered the Pacers now with LeVert going there. It's, the pay, you know. LeVert will be a better Oladipo for the Pacers, and you're going to see the Pacers sneak into the top three in the East. Like, they will be right next to the Nets, I'm saying, in terms of standings because their defense is really good. And you add a dynamic score uh, like Levert, he could come off the pick and roll well. 
and he could handle handle the ball sometimes, and that's honestly what the Pacers might be looking for. So I think they have a really good team, and it's their defense that's going to carry them. So as long as Lover puts up a, a baseline number of uh, points and you know a few assists here and there, I think the Pacers will be really good. Yeah, dude. I mean, they showed it the other day. They they were a, a three point dog and they won outright. Yeah, like this is a trade where it makes every team better. Obviously, the losers you'd want to say are like the the Rockets, but even if you look at the Rockets' case, like you have a possible lineup of John Wall, Eric Gordon at shooting guard, Christian Wood at power forward, Victor Oladipo at small forward, and DeMarcus Cousins at center. And like five years ago, that that or like three years ago, or yeah, three or four years ago, that lineup would have been killer. And, like, now more than ever, Christian Wood is, like, coming into his form in terms of, like, a rising superstar. So I say give the ball to Christian Wood and see what he can do, you know? Yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, the, the Pacers have kind – of, kind of, I feel like the Pacers got a, a, bit of a, a bit of an advantage, you know, out of uh, the teams that were involved and – this is kind of my angle from it, just because uh, I feel like Oladipo really—he, uh, I mean, he's a great player, you know. But does he fit, you know, what they what they're really trying to do? Like you were talking about, you know what I'm saying? So I think that uh, the that defense, was, uh, dope. the defense, dope will, yeah, the defense is definitely going to lack, but uh, the scoring will be there, you know. So it's just a matter of scoring more points. Hell yeah, dude! Freaking uh, James Harden be looking fat though, bro. I ain't even gonna lie. This fool be on the heavy side. I don't know. If you've yeah, seen dude. I've seen but all over Twitter. I'm like, dude. I've seen so many memes, and like the announcer the other day was like, "It looks like James Harden had his pregame meal." Oh yeah. <laughs> Fucking shit! That's so funny. Yeah, dude, I love the NBA. Shit's fucking, like, crack, dude. <laughs> okay, okay, uh, might as well start it off. Let's let's uh, get into what people came for, you know. I'll put these picks out in the group chat, but we're going to talk about the NFL. We'll go through each matchup. We'll give our, our two-minute, like, analysis. We'll give our – we'll pick one pick that we think will for sure hit to our lock for the game. And these are the these are the bets we're gonna put in the group chat, uh, and then maybe any other good bets you might uh, think of in there, and then we'll react to them next week when we record again, and see how we did. Right on. Okay, uh, I'll start. I'll start this first one, and you can start the Ravens Bills. Uh, but let's let's get right into it. Um, Let's see, NFL Divisional Weekend. You got two games on Saturday, two games on Sunday, and we are starting with Rams versus Packers. Uh, my my analysis with it is that it's gonna be it's gonna come down to coaching, and these two coaches have coached next to each other for a long time. I want to say, 
uh, McVeigh versus LaFleur. And it's just going to be fun to watch. Uh, the Rams tend to keep up with offenses in terms of play style. Uh, they always play to their opponent's ability, whether it's good or bad. You know, they they played down to the Jets' ability, but they played up to the Bills' ability earlier in the season. And it's, yes. like, and it's weird. It's a hit or miss. And, like, with, with Jared Goff's thumb, it's a real big question, but they're going to have to rely on the rushing defense. They're going to have to rely on um, – uh, Aaron Donald creating turnovers. And it's going to be a gritty game to watch, I think. Um, you can go under. This is one of those games where it's like it's way under or just like through the roof over, you know? Definitely. And it's just like a flip of a coin, basically, where you want to play it. Uh, I, I have to go Rams. I don't know. I've just been backing the Rams all season. Rams points or Rams money line? I'm I'm gonna do points just to be safe, but fuck it, Rams 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 win outright. That's not my lock, by the way, but Rams win outright. <laughs> okay, okay. Playing devil's advocate here. All right. I feel you. Uh, What's your analysis of the game? Well, I see. This is a. Uh, I feel like, you know, from what I've heard or, 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 you know, from what I've talked about with other people, the main thing that I that I continue to hear, you know, is, is focus more around the Rams and how Jared Goff is going to do bad and, and stuff like that. But I think the the real story here is, is Rodgers and the high-flying offense that they have and just the fact that they're in their element, you know? Yes. Yeah. You know, Goff is, is not in his element, but it, I think it's easier to handicap the game based off of, you know, the fact that, you know, when Rodgers is at home, you know, if Rodgers and, you know, negative – Rodgers in 32, you know, or below weather, you know, Rodgers, you know, in, uh, you know, divisional rounds, you know, stuff like that. I think that when you take – I mean, also, you know, he has – they have the number one offense, you know, in the league. Um, and the guy's just he's, – he's just like he's throwing lawn darts out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you know, it's nothing to him. They're not afraid to take deep shots and see the things that I understand. I think that this weekend, though, it'll go under. I think mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go with Packers minus the, the – you know, I'll lay the points, uh, whatever, six and a half – and uh, I believe it is right now. And honestly, the reason why is because I think it'll be a big Aaron Jones game. I think Aaron Jones will be able to run the ball. Um, that's the only way that you can beat this Rams defense. You know, uh, not only way. I don't want to say that. But, you know, um, one of the ways, you know, you can really take advantage of their defense is by running the ball on them. So I think that, you know, with Devontae, you know, being locked up possibly for most of the game, um, on Ramsey, I don't know if he'll go the whole game, uh, because uh, you know I've I've seen a lot of the the people, the receivers that he shadows, but um, something that I that I saw today was that you know he doesn't sh- he didn't shadow the, any of the receivers for more than sixty percent of the game, 
you know, so you're leaving 40% up to Rogers. Like, you know, that's way too much. You know what I mean? So how much is Ramsey going to uh, shadow Devonte is a big thing that I'm looking at. Um, so if you take away that, the, the Packers still have a, an elite offense, you know, when they run the ball, I mean, Aaron Jones is, you know, you know, schmuck, you know what I mean? The guy, you know, can, can go off at any, any given day. He's great out the backfield, whether it's, you know, uh, running the ball or, or catching it. And, um, and, and not only that Rogers, I think that this week, uh, this weekend, I'll be betting on some Rogers props some rushing props for him because I think that, you know, if you're going to have uh, receivers locked up for a while, you know, and take accountable for everyone, numbers are going to come into play and then the quarterback becomes an option for himself. So I think that he'll be able to get out of the pocket and uh, be able to, uh, you know, create some damage, you know, on, on the ground uh, with his legs. Um, no. I understand that Aaron Donald, you know what I mean, is, is arguably the best defensive player in the game right now. And, uh, you know, he's, he's performing at an all-time, you know, high, you know. But the thing that I – like I said, you know, he's also going up against the number one, you know, uh, graded, you know, PFF uh, center, you know what I mean, Lindsey. And, and so I think that that also, you know, comes into account. I know that they have the – you know, roughly the team defense number one, which averages, you know, you know, like, uh, you know, they're, they're not necessarily number one in, in each of the 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 categories, but, you know, in, in things like pass defense and and um, getting to the quarterback, stuff like that, you know. And also, too, if you look back at the thing I don't like about the, the Rams and, and how everyone keeps talking about their defense and I, their defense is good. I understand that, but they also, you know, like you said, they lost to the jets, you know, not too long ago. And, and, but I don't like the fact that the Rams have had these great, you know, defensive games or, or, you know, against, you know, a, a sh basically shitty teams, you know what I mean? So, well, shitty offenses, I should say, you know. So when going up against Rodgers, you're playing the best. You're playing someone at their their ultimately, you know, their peak. I mean, I haven't seen Rodgers any better. I mean, stat wise, or even just watching him, you know. Um, the Packers don't turn the ball over. You know, the Packers don't turn the ball over. They have 11 turnovers. That's fewest in the league. Um, where the, whereas the Rams are tied, you know, for sixth most. And uh, the fact that Green Bay. You know, is um, is at home. I feel like you know, again, you know, I'm gonna talk up Green Bay, but obviously there's those the flaws, you know, in 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 the quarterback situation that they have on that side. And regardless of who they go, I think that um, that weather and uh, just experience is gonna and it's gonna take a toll. Is there gonna be a lot of snow? Do you know, or is it is there gonna be snow, or is it just gonna be like cold weather? Um, I don't know right now, but, um, I, I honestly don't know right now, but I know that it's going to be freezing. I know it's yeah. going to be uh, cold as shit. You know, they're talking about, um, from negative 32 to 32 degrees, you know, so it's, it's pretty big. Um, um Rogers, I have a cool little thing right here little stat that says Rogers in the cold weather. This is, uh, it says 
temperature of negative 32 degrees to 32 degrees. Um, Aaron Rodgers in the postseason or regular season, he is 28 and 10 and one. Damn. So, Roger, so, so that so to me, that's more of a, an outstanding stat than, oh, you know, Goff sucks in, in the cold. You know what I mean? It's more of a shit. Dude, Rodgers is outstanding. And I think that's why people shouldn't be afraid to lay the points with them. You know what I mean? Because I, I do believe that, you know, Sean McVay is going to be able to, you know, uh, coach up a good scheme. And, and you can run. You can run, you know, on, on, the, on the Packers. That, that's yeah. one thing you can do is run on them. And uh, I think that that's what they're going to need to lean on and do. But if that goes down, then that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, now you have to keep up with, with Roger and, and Rogers. And, and can you do that? You know, these guys score so fast. They, they, they scored like, I think, all but one time on, on the, when they received the ball first this year. You know what I mean? Eight, eight of those first touchdowns going to Devontae Adams. So, you know, they're not afraid to huck it. They're not afraid, you know what I mean, to, to be, you know, creative and, and, uh, and get the ball downfield. So I'm going to take the team that, that is used to being here the team that's in their in their home, and uh, I'll lay the points. Uh, also, I like it over, um, just because I think it is going to be a run here, run there, back and forth, long shot, touchdown type of game. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll take the over. I'm sorry, I'll take the under. Um, yeah. Uh, now that you mention it, I did notice something when the Rams played the played the 49ers. Uh, Shanahan exposed the Rams defense by running the ball in the first half and by doing that it was able to open up the passing game so you might you might see something similar in terms of uh, Matt LaFleur coaching and basically starting off Aaron Jones heavy you know uh, get a feel for for the defensive uh, sets and stuff like that and then maybe it will lead to an Aaron Jones uh, touchdown or or maybe it will get them close to, like, the 10-yard line and then they'll just rely on Aaron Jones from there. Uh, so one bet I could see hitting is Aaron Jones uh, scores at least two touchdowns. Um, you could say the same for Devontae Adams, and uh, you could make an even bigger case for Devontae Adams because he's a – a, a dominant like a footwork receiver rather than like a a, a muscle your way through receiver. So it's yeah, like yeah. Devonte Adams on one side and then DK Metcalf on the other, and it's like the uh, Jalen Ramsey has uh, a difficulty or more of a difficulty with receivers with better footwork rather than receivers that are stronger and heavier. And, so you could see a lot of wide open passes for uh, to Devontae Adams in this game. Yeah, for real. Uh, I've fuck. I wish they had. I wish they had some props up uh, of some players, but they do have some cool divisional uh, props for the game. game. Props. Have you seen any of those? No, I haven't. Uh, I know. Ravens Bills, I would do over on turnovers. <laughs> hey, that's a good one right there for sure. Um, but for this game, I I think Vegas will over adjust for 
uh, Jared Goff's broken thumb and will put his pass attempts in the 20s. I think he's going to hit at least 30 pass attempts in this game. So anything anything over 28.5, um, you could go under. Uh, but if it's uh, under anything under like 29 pass attempts, I'm taking the over all day. Hey, so uh, you said um, they have a they have a they have a bet right here. The wild card team wins Super Bowl. Yes, plus two ninety five. No, minus three seventy five. Is is that just anyone but the the Saints and the Chiefs, or is it the the last the two? Anyone but the Packers and the Chiefs. Oh, and the Packers and the Chiefs, yeah. Damn. That's pretty – that's – okay, okay. I think the Saints uh, can can end up going pretty far. But uh, what, what's the next game you got on for us? Uh, let's see. Ravens-Bills. Uh, you want to give your analysis for this? Yeah, hell yeah. Let's go, Ravens. Hell yeah. I'm so – I, I, I think the Ravens can um, can actually uh, shine in this spot right here. Let's see. I, I know that they got them at plus two and a half. You know, I, I would love for them to give me that plus three. I'd take that easily. Um, but I'm also going to sprinkle some on that uh, on that money line. Um, this is why, though, because the Buffalo Bills cannot stop the run. And right now, Baltimore Ravens are running the shit out of the ball late, deep in the playoffs. That's what you do is you, you take a, uh, a slower approach to the game. So um, I think that uh, the Ravens will do that. I feel like, um, you know, obviously with the offense that they run, you know, with a lot of RPOs and, and, and a lot of uh, uh, two tight end, you know, sets that you know what they're looking for is to give off that run look first so that you can over adjust and then that's when they you know hit a tight end pop type of deal or you know what I mean uh the, the quarterback you know takes it you know and, and Lamar can run and you the thing is is uh if you can't stop the run you can't stop and you can't control the game right so yeah you can control the game, you know, like, you know what, it's like what happens at the end of every game, you know, people are like, all right, now just run the ball. You're, you're in the lead, just run it because they know when you run the ball, you're in control, right? So if they continue to run the ball, like they have been, um, I think the Bills are going to be in, in trouble. I think that the, it could be a long day, but uh, I still want to count out, you know, the hottest offense, uh, one of the hottest you know, all-around offenses and, and quarterbacks for sure, um, Josh Allen. You know, uh, the over-under set at 49, um, I think that goes over. Um, Dude, but uh, the Ravens' defense has been getting hot at the right time, especially, like, last week. They they stopped the, the Titans from scoring, like, a touchdown for like a quarter and a half or scoring any points for like a quarter and a half or something like that. And I mean, they locked down Derrick Henry and it's definitely going to, 
be a question of whether the Ravens defense plays plays well. And you know there's about to be a ton of turnovers in this game. So I'm I'm automatically thinking uh interception props, you know, maybe I don't know I don't know if Lamar Jackson will throw the ball a lot. I expect him to throw the ball a lot and mostly to Mark Andrews, so maybe like Mark Andrews interception prop. But uh, I'm going to stick to turnovers and interceptions and maybe sprinkle on the Ravens' money line, you know. Okay. Let, how about this? Uh, place a bet with me, bro. I got one for us. All right. All right. Throw some pizza money on this. Team total first quarter over 10. Ravens. Plus 110. Uh oh, Ravens plus one ten on team total over ten. Ooh, that's tough. First quarter. But I could. I mean, I I think the game's gonna go over. Those score two touchdowns to in that first quarter. But I'm inclined to go over. Damn, I could totally see them just kicking field goals though. <laughs> <laughs> And, and and see the thing is they can drive down the field fast enough to kick two field goals and score a touchdown still. So yeah. that would st- that would get you over there right there, thirteen. You know what I mean? Damn over! I'm I'm trying to put a bet on the over. <laughs> I I I really I like it because the last um the last four four games these fools have gone over their their first half total, which was like 13 and a half, or I mean, I'm sorry, the first quarter totals, which have been like 13 and a half, you know, on these last couple of games. So I think that this is a, a trend I want to keep jumping on. Um, this is a thing I've noticed on. So, so last year was Lamar's MVP year, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was so hyped and they got to the playoffs and they lost to the Titans. This year, like, the Ravens didn't really play as well. They are in the playoffs, and they got further than they did last year. And all the while not having as good of a season as they did last year. So that, with that logic, I'm just inclined to go Ravens because, well, yeah, Lamar Jackson has something to prove, honestly. And I'm sure the NFL wants to see that. I mean, Lamar Jackson versus Mahomes or Josh Allen versus Mahomes. Like, I would want to see yeah. that matchup. Yeah. Fuck. And Ravens-Chiefs games are always lit, so I'm sure the NFL has some inclination to let the Ravens into the, the championship <laughs> yeah. game. Just because it would be so easy to advertise uh, Jackson versus Mahomes and – I mean that in itself buys you like five million views. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I totally hear you. You know what I mean? Like the whole narrative-based type of uh, deal. But uh, yeah, dude, that that's gonna be. Uh, I think that I think this weekend is gonna be, you know, um, a lot of. I think everyone will cover as far as especially the Browns. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You liking the Browns? 
they're giving them ten points. The 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 Chiefs haven't the Chiefs haven't covered within a touchdown in like since like October. <laughs> I don't know. I feel you. I feel you. And and the Chiefs defense, their weakness is the run games, and the Cleveland offense is specializes in runs. So. Uh, four touchdowns, all for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. <laughs> Damn, I, I think yeah, I think Kareem Hunt has a day. You know what I mean? A re, kind of a revenge game in a sense. And uh, you know, he, uh, the the Chiefs are horrible. I mean, horrendous against uh, pass ca- catching backs. Um, so I mean, as far as you know, that's fantasy wise. But as far as uh, being able to attack them, you know, the Chiefs off balance and keep them, you know what I mean, off the field a little bit. Yeah, you're going to have to definitely, you know, utilize your running backs uh, with that one-two punch that they got with Chubb and Hunt. And and honestly, it's just going to take another, you know, stellar game from from Baker, um, you know, to, to really get these guys, you know, because if if – if what I think is going to happen, you're just going to have to go toe-to-toe with Mahomes, you know, and then you're going to have to score touchdowns, you know, because the, the Chiefs don't have a defense that, that stops anyone, really. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's going to be really tough to see. I think the Browns keep up, honestly. I think Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb, run all over the place you know what was weird about last week was that it was almost like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were like switched in terms of positions and like Nick Chubb did everything uh, Kareem Hunt was supposed to do and Kareem Hunt did everything Nick Chubb was supposed to do last game so I, I think they go back this time and they put Nick Chubb under center and I mean just um, I'm gonna go like Kareem Hunt, like, pass receptions. Kareem Hunt over on longest reception. Uh, Nick Chubb rushing yards. Nick Chubb to have two or more touchdowns. Maybe even three touchdowns. Who knows? Uh, yeah. One bet They're I like. going to do something, you think? What was that? You think they'll juice the lines for all those? Because they seem like, not necessarily obvious, but they seem like very doable. Uh, either, either way, they're always doable. They always keep, like, Nick Chubb's uh, rushing yards below, like, 80 yards. And I think his rushing touchdown, he's, like, had seven in a row, right? Yeah, last year or last week was, like, the first week he didn't get a rushing touchdown in, like, eight weeks or something like that. He, he got a reception touchdown, though, which <laughs> was funny. Um, but, oh, man, uh. This is the Chiefs' worst matchup by far, and it just I, – I, I think their running backs are just too strong. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm looking for Brown's money line here, and my, my lock, though – I mean, I have, like, four different locks for this game. You got Brown's plus 10 by points if you want to. Um, tease the Browns, like, plus 16. <laughs> um, you got Tyreek Hill over on longest completion. They usually leave it at like 22 to 25 yards. Anything in the 20s you could send over. 
you already know the Brown secondary is going to allow everything, especially with their like novice defensive backs and cornerbacks right now. Um, so I'm looking at Mahomes over on passing yards, Tyreek Hill, like longest reception over 25 yards. Let's say Tyreek Hill has himself today. Maybe Travis Kelsey over on receptions. Kareem Hunt to have a reception touchdown. Nick Chubb to have two rushing touchdowns. Browns money line. Let's go. <laughs> Let's yeah, get that's nice. Let's get okay, rich. Okay, love it. <laughs> fuck it, the over yep. two. <laughs> right, you're like fuck it. Yeah, I like that over. No, I like I like that over. I think that um. Well, see, the thing about the Chiefs that I've known all, all year is that, like, they're horrible against the spread. And, you know, uh, they obviously win games, you know, outright. But, like, you know, they're, they're really – they're just horrible against the spread, whether they're pushing or, or, or they're just, you know, being way too overvalued. Um, but I don't know, dog. It just seems like – like I said, it just seems like one of those – like, they've – the way I kind of see it sometimes is like they've they've tried they've got us all year and now it's like they we think we finally figured out like okay this is how we should bet this game you know what I mean like and I think that's when it's just like nah it was just it was just the you know the the Chiefs plus it was laying the points and, and you know it was it was an over like those those type of things but that's why I like the overs because you know I've been hearing a lot of about you know What's... the under I, I mean what. What's fishy to I me? Can make a case for the under too, you know, with them what, running the ball. What's fishy to me though is that they've given the Chiefs like worse lines, I want to say, or better lines, I guess, in the sense, with like worse teams, and they're giving the Browns ten plus points when they're basically at their peak. In like performance all season, I it's just ridiculous to give ten points out. It's like it's basically just insulting the Browns. Like, hey, we don't think you compete with the Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, for real. I mean, no, I, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yo, you're right. And and to tell you one thing, last week was a big week for firsts. So if you're going for the biggest first this year, the Browns need a Super Bowl win. Damn, I feel like though this is every you could ride really heavy on the Browns because of recency bias and what happened last week. No one's seen the Chiefs play for you know for for a couple of weeks right now, and and so and the last thing you know the Chiefs lost, but it wasn't necessarily their fault. It was just the, you know what I mean. They didn't. I yeah. know. Oh, did, did they win that game? Did they win the the, the week seventeen? Without? Yeah, they won. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they barely beat the Falcons by a field goal. Um, oh, I think, yeah, the Falcons were like plus 10 in that game, weren't they? Or something yeah, like yeah. Like and they, bad, covered, they covered three. But anyways, yeah. So my whole thing is like, that's why I feel like it's like, it's a setup, you know? It's a setup, man. I don't know. I mean, you, you gave really good, you know, points and reasons and, and – you know, you had me. You had me leaning towards these these props for sure. Um, I feel it. I feel it. But but I think when me personally, I would you know my my pick would be uh, 
you know, would be the Chiefs laying the points. Okay. Um, my my lock for the game is Tyreek Hill over longest completion. Whatever number it's at, he's going to get 150-yard ball in there, you know. Yeah, Ty, uh, Tyreek, he's a uh, – He's something else. Hey, did you see that like picture where like he was? It looked like he was drinking a oh like uh, a, a, like, a, I, like a little liquor bottle. You know yeah, yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. And uh, bro, was that I, was a liquor bottle for sure. I know that it it, it was, but uh, it's actually like pickle juice, and they tend athletes tend to drink that for cramps because it helps better than a few other things. I, I don't know. I watched a whole YouTube video on it. But, but yeah, everyone was, like, freaking out because they're like, man, this dude's just sipping on the sidelines. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was even sketchier that he was, like, all trying to, like – Yeah, he was, like, oh. All to the side, like – Like that, like that. To, like, down it, you know like, I mean? like Russell Westbrook when he was just, like, oh, let me, like, eat, eat real quick. Yeah, for real. You know what I mean? He was trying to, uh, you know – it made me think of like Mark Sanchez on on the sideline eating the hot dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, during the game, funny. like, nah, I'm just hungry, man. That's right, funny. Uh, well, let's get to this last game, and then we'll we'll touch up very briefly on the NHL start of the season. But um, Bucks versus Saints, Brady versus Breeze, Camara versus everybody. Yeah, uh, I think you just ride Alvin Kamara in this game. Convince me not to. <laughs> oh, man. I already put my future in for uh, Alvin Kamara to win the Super Bowl MVP. That'd be sick. At plus 4,000. I just threw it, threw some pizza money on it. You know what I mean? And uh, <clears throat> got some really, really good return. But uh, yeah, no, I like I like the Saints in this one. Um, I know that. Uh, I know that, you know, that there's a lot of uh, people that I've heard that, you know, like the Saints in this one. But the thing that I like the most is, dude, I like I like the fact that they have, uh, you know, it's only three points, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so laying that, that little, um, Brady hasn't performed against, uh, good against uh, these guys at all, you know, so... Uh, last time they played, I believe it was like forty-three to like like seven or six or something like that. It was like it was horrible. Like the Saints just blew them out, and um, so I, I just I don't I don't see uh, I don't see no reason. You know, I, the one thing I can tell you about the Bucks though is that they they've gotten really good. As far as you know, chemistry, passing the ball. You know, after their last bye week. Uh, they had a late bye week, you know, and uh, the 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 guys all came out saying that they really felt like, you know, it really helped them, you know, build a lot of chemistry and get some timing down that they weren't able to do during the year. Uh, so I think, and and it's been able, you've been, it's been showing, you know, they're number one in deep ball success. So I, I think that um, that's the best way to beat the Saints is with the deep ball. Um, I, I I like the over in this one, bro. Dude, that's um, what I was saying. The over. Is the move, you know? So, I I like the over, um, but but honestly, these are two veteran teams, two veteran quarterbacks. 
Um, I wouldn't be surprised, and 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 it's just sketchy, you know. Like they have it at like fifty and a half right now, but I wouldn't be surprised if it goes under. And 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 I'm and I'm kind of, uh, I get, I get why it can go under, you know. Like in my own head, where where what I'm thinking of is, if you're gonna be running the ball, if you're gonna be giving it to Camara, you know, the the Bucks have, you know the best, you know, run defense, you know, and as far as, you know, the Saints, they have the best offense. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, they have the best run offense. And so when you get those two, you're going to get a lot of uh, not stalemates, but you're just going to, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a big, you know, number one against number one. You know what I mean? It, it's not going to call for, oh, it, it's, it's like this. If it was 32 against 32, you know, the 32nd versus the 32nd, it's going crazy. You know what I mean? They're going to go yeah. over. You know what I mean? It, so, but in this case, because they're both the best, they, they both tighten down. They want to show that they're the best. It's playoffs. You know what I mean? It, it, the winner here goes on to the, you know, divisional uh, into the uh, conference championship. This is big right here. This is, you know, what Brady came to the Bucks and brought everyone here for. So, he's not going to go out easy. Um, they're going to go out, you know, you know, swinging, you know, but I just, I see the Saints controlling the game, you know, with Kamara and uh, they've had, the Saints have showed that, you know, in games where they had to lean on a running back and they didn't have, you know, Drew Brees at full health or, or, or they just played games that were gritty, you know what I mean, that they were able to stick it out and uh, play all four quarters. Um, whereas some teams like in the last round when they played, you know, the Bears, you know, just barely caught fire, you know, at the end, just weren't able to get things going. Um, and they were able to stick around and score, put some points up on a really good Bears defense. Uh, so here we go again, another defense, you know, that uh, that can put up, you know, that, that can do damage, you know, with the Bucks. And I feel like the Saints have, a, a you know, a, a very underrated defense, especially in these last couple of weeks, you know, very underrated. And uh, yeah. I don't know. I like the Saints here laying uh, the points, and uh, shit, man, that under it, it's calling under, and that's why I don't like it. You know what I mean? But that fifty and a half, they just had to put it right there on the edge. Um, so it's about seven touchdowns. Um, I don't know, man. I think I'm gonna lean. I think I'm gonna lean under. Yeah, uh, I'm leaning over. Uh, but I was going to look at something. I'm looking at this prop. Who's going to have the most passing yards over the weekend. And I'm trying to find average passing yards per game. But who would you pick to have, uh, the, the most passing yards out of the whole weekend. Yeah. I would say I would say either um Let's see. Damn. But I don't know, so, maybe Baker or Baker or uh So Patrick Mahomes is averaging 316 yards per game this season. 
But he's going up against the Browns defense, who honestly is not that good against the pass. Um, then you have Tom Brady at third, Josh Allen at six, Aaron Rodgers at eight. I With could the honestly Browns, the Browns do have uh, they are they are decent against the the pass, um, and they are getting Denzel Ward back. So they're getting their their, oh, okay. their star cornerback. So I could I could uh, that one's that dude. Is that really set at fifty seven? The the total. Uh, the total for the Saints game. For the or for Chiefs the Browns game. game. Yeah, Chiefs Browns. Yeah, Chiefs Browns is set at fifty seven. Oh my goodness. Let's see. Then they got the minus ten point spread. Okay, it makes sense. All right, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Yo, I, think... I say, I say, Josh Allen takes it. I think he has the most passing yards. <laughs> what are what are those odds right there? Uh, his odds are at plus three fifty, the same odds as Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes is the favorite at plus one forty. Wouldn't hurt to lay a little there, um, just because of Tyree Kill, and then Tom Brady plus three hundred. There's no way Lamar Jackson Lamar Jackson will get the most passing yards. Um, Jared Goff might have a chance just because of how much times he throws. How many times he throws. But his fucked up thumb. So honestly, like like two hundred bucks on Mahomes, a hundred fifty on Josh Allen, a hundred on Tom Brady, he'll be chilling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I honestly don't know I might stab at Josh Allen but it seems like Tom Brady is the way to go for me if I uh, if I like look something up on my phone will it still can you still hear me yeah I'm pretty sure um, I'm looking the odds up on my laptop if you want me to say anything I use Fantasy Life app that, uh, you know, they, they give me a really good breakdown of uh, what defense, what defenses let up, you know, per game, you know, to a certain okay. position, quarterback, running back. Hey, let me see if there's any props for the Rams game up. Player props. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Here's some player props. Devontae Adams over 75.5 receiving yards. Mm, I'm going to oh, – oh, he's going against Ramsey. I'm going to say yeah. Aaron, Aaron Jones over 70 rushing yards. Aaron Jones uh, – yeah, I'm going to take that big time. So, hold on, hold on. Aaron Jones – and then they play the Rams. So the Rams led up the seventh most. Uh, I mean, and right here I'm just kind of go, I'm going off fantasy points, but um, yo, you want my, you want my lock of the weekend? What do you got? Jamal Williams over 1.5 receptions plus 125. Give me that all day, <laughs> dude. That one's juice. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one too, bro. 
because because whenever they put Jamal Williams in, they just throw screen passes to him. <laughs> yeah, for real, for real. No, you're you're totally right. So that, that, I, mean, I used to love him in fantasy, bro. I, I would I would use him as like sometimes I you know depleted running backs or whatever. Throw this dude in, give me like a solid like 18, 20 points just based off receptions and shit. Yeah, and the fact that it's so little, like all you need is two catches. I'm totally taking that. Yeah, Damn, like, does freaking does KC fall to the Browns, bro? You kind of got me thinking, man. Yo, I I mean, ever ever since like a few years ago, it's always been like the 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 Chiefs defense struggles with the run, and I mean they could get better, but like I, I think it's still lackluster. And I mean having Nick Chubb, that dude's like a whole different beast. And Kareem Hunt, Kareem Hunt too. I think Travis Kelsey has a great game, bro. I honestly do. They, they're, they're the Cleveland Browns have not been good against tight ends all year. I really think that they can that he can uh, exploit them, you know. And, and of course, that's Mahomes' favorite guy. Travis Kelsey over seven point five receptions. Oh, give me that. He's getting at least nine. Yeah, they throw it to him like eight times a game, man. Yo, Kareem Hunt, uh, total rushing and receiving yards is at 49.5. I might take that all day. And this is on wager? Yeah. Uh, if you go to the soccer 365 tab, um, <clears throat> it gives you like a whole nother sports book with like uh, a lot of customizable things. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I know. I, I, I come over here sometimes when I can't find some games and I'll have some shit, but today I couldn't find a couple of college basketball games I was looking for. I was kind of mad. But, yeah, dude. Oh, hell yeah. So, oh, dude, they got like a thousand bets. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. Let's see. Let's see. I like Kareem Hunt over 2.5 receptions. Patrick Mahomes over 316 passing yards. Uh, Patrick Mahomes over 2.5 touchdowns. Fuck it. Uh, I dude, like that. I, I think Anytime it's going to be high scoring. People's junior, bro. Yeah. Anytime touchdown, Donald's, Donovan Peoples Jr., hell yeah. I feel like fucking this could get into a shootout, you know, um, because like I said, the, the Chiefs they they couldn't they couldn't stop a nosebleed, dude. I mean, yo, guys, remember the the Rams Chiefs game like two years ago or like two or three years ago where they scored like a hundred and eight points or something like that? That was nuts. I think we got ourselves the same story here, and you're gonna see. 60, 70 points on the board. There there has to be a shootout. At least one. Oh, man. But, yeah, I really like that Jamal Williams one. Sign me up. Yeah, dude, Jamal Williams, you said plus 125. That's, that's money right there. Hey, look, let me look at... His stats. 
Čím má Double A, okay. Bam, receiving. So these are all active games. Um, there was somewhere he got zero, but here by week four zero one eight zero four six three one zero two zero two zero so he definitely slowed down at the end of the season but i think that was when they were trying to give aaron Rodgers that like mvp narrative so they were throwing it a lot to Devonte adams at the end of the season um like in terms of games where he's gotten at least over zero, um, the times he's gotten less than one and a half is one, two, two times out of nine games. And then if you count all the ones where he did get zero and you took that into account, so you'd have one, two, three, four, five, six. And then week 17, but we're not going to count week 17. So six out of um, 13 games. It's risky, but I, I still think the value is there. It's definitely worth a unit, if that's what you're saying. Yeah, hell yeah. But man, 1.5 just jumps out at me. Like anyone could get 1.5. <laughs> For real, you get tipped ball and fucking catch two of those. Hey, yeah. dude, but you know, you know what I was thinking about was tripping me out. How about that fucking that free play you won, bro? That you picked oh. all the hockey. Oh <laughs> my god, that that that's in the Hall of Fame, dog. You should have fucking parlayed that, bro. Dude, I was like, uh, okay, I like, I'll try it out. You know, uh. You know, it was like a Hail Mary toss-up because I was like, what are the odds I get all 10 right? And, like, the biggest one that I had trouble deciding was, like, Coyotes versus Sharks. And at the end of the day, I was like, oh, I'm from the Bay Area, so I'll go with Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> and they ended up winning. But everyone on that, uh, that like, entered the contest picked Coyotes. So, automatically, I was, like, the only one left. And, I mean, I, I took your wild pick and – I mean, Golden oh, Knights, came back obvious. Dirty. I honestly just yeah, went Golden with, like, Knights game was pretty close in the in the first period. Yeah, they, there, uh, were, there were a lot of games that went to overtime, and I was like, "Damn, this was a lot closer than it was supposed to be." <laughs> but hey, as long yeah. as the chips fall your way, you know. <laughs> yeah, bro. Hey, you know what's trippy though, bro? These last two games, these last two days, have shown me. Crazy things, bro. So, like, basically, you know, whatever happened on Monday, you know, when these teams played again, which was today, it was like the fucking in one or two games, the same result happened. But, you know, a couple of the other games, you know, you had the, the exact opposite result, you know? And uh, I think that. Bro. Like Avalanche won eight to zero. Yeah, yeah, they went up, you know, and 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 they got murked the other day, you know. I think yeah. five to two, you know. So 
that's what I'm saying, bro. It's like this resilience in these fools. It's just, it's just crazy. Like, I went senators today because, yeah, uh, you know, fucking, uh, I went senators money line because I knew that Toronto. I had a, a game the day before that. You know, it was, it was a, it was a big game with the Canadians were. You know, they went to OT and they won an OT. You know, it, it just – these guys were super juiced to, to score a lot and to win again, All you know. And I'm like, where is this from? What the fucking game did these guys watch? You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I threw, you know, some pizza money on that, you know. But, uh, you know, and then that, that one hit, you know. And so it was one of those things where I'm starting to see these these little patterns, you know. And, and I've been, you know, taking a stab at these – uh, first period uh, over-unders uh, and, and money lines and stuff like that because because it's kind of like college basketball, bro, where like this for the first half, you know, on, on Tuesday when they play, you know, um, USC versus UCLA, right? And USC is plus three, you know, for the first half. And that first half of that game – UCLA wins. They're minus three. They they win by like six, right or seven. Mm-hmm. Well, the next time they play, bro, I swear this shit's tripped out. For most of the time, you know, it's not every time, but I've caught trends in certain certain games, and I and I bet it. You know what I mean? Just you know, seeing that when it happens. But the next time they play, SC wins that first half. And they'll still lay the points, you know, so people think, oh, this game again. You know what I mean? Boom. Mm-hmm. I, I, let's look at what happened last game. Oh, look at UCLA won the first half. Real easy. Let me hit that. So that that's kind of how it is because because these fools, you know, they they, they scored a shit in the first period. Like yesterday, uh, th- there wasn't a lot of uh, – there wasn't a lot of – second period goals but there was a lot of first period goals right so today i took a couple stabs at some but i missed on like uh the lightning game and the tripped up thing was the lightning game they don't only, that only had one goal in the second period the first time they played the blackhawks and this time it had three and it had zero in the first in the first um period today and the last time they played them in the, the first game of the season the light they scored three in that one. So you see what I'm saying? We're like, it switches up, bro. So 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 take a look at this week, right? Let's well, you can look down the teams that that scored first, that that played, you know, their first game. Then this next game that we're gonna see on this slate tomorrow. They, my laptop died, or else I would call it some play some some of them that I might you know see, but some trends, but. We can talk tomorrow about it, but dude, they basically they transition to where you don't need to 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 put so much crazy work into it, but just realize that hey, look at there's gonna be a different mindset into this game. It's it's almost like like a simulation. Like out of how many times they play this first period, what happens? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the fact that we you know, we have to understand that the fact is that first period isn't always going to be played the same way, especially yeah. fucking the next day. You know what I mean? So, so take a look into stuff like that, bro. Like, you know, and, and, and anyone, you know, listening to take a, to take a look at, you know, things like that, because those, 
are, are very telling. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and, and yeah, it's a, somebody think, oh, it sounds like a shot in the dark, but it's not. I mean, shit, I've, I've seen it over and over. You know what I mean? Um, Yo, I got I got a three-pick parlay for tomorrow. Um, okay, you could okay. hold me accountable for whatever happens. But Golden Knights, Minnesota Wild, and Boston Bruins. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going <laughs> opposite of what you said and picking all the ones that won the day before. <laughs> uh, I know, right? But um, uh, you could honestly send Blue Jackets money line because the Predators kind of played shitty. I don't know. Uh, uh, what do you think about Islanders and Rangers? Do you think Rangers will come back and, and win it or Islanders will win again minus the spread too? I think that's one of those those games. Um that that kind of stays the same mm-hmm. you know um kind of like how like the and, and i think that's when you look into the periods now look look into how what in the last game what when were those goals scored right and and, and look at team totals and shit like that because that's one thing i'll do is is okay well fuck if i think the game's going to be switched around and last game these fools scored one let's see what the team total is because they're not going to set it high yeah right so like I I was able to 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 grab you know what I mean a a team total you know on the the for the the Senators but I was also the day before that I was looking at um I'm sorry the for the yeah the Senators game versus the Maple Leafs today I I thought to myself there's no way that the Maple Leafs score over th- three and a half goals and that's what it was set at and it was like at minus 180 bro for over three and a half goals. And I was like, that's way too juiced. They were giving these fools way too much credit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I saw this game. This is not fucking, you know, they're, they're over, they're over adjusting. And so I said, screw it. I'm going to go heavy on fucking the senators. You see what I mean? I went first, first half money line. I went, you know, the first half over, I mean, first period over and shit like that. So a key number that I've been noticing. Dude, I think with hockey, these, the bookmakers kind of, you know, hopefully they're not listening, but I think the bookmakers kind of sleep on it. You know, they don't Dude. set too hard of a line. It's almost just like blatant. Uh, yeah, and a key number I've been seeing pop up is seven. Like, a lot of the scores are ending at total seven. Um, you got some eights in there, a lot of threes, but mostly sevens, which is weird. You have a lot of four threes, five twos, um, yeah, like a lot of four threes in there. It's yeah, crazy. four three and three two. Those are the definitely like the most common, uh, you know, scores that that you'll see, and that's why they set these. Think about it, you know, uh, you know, three, three two. You know what I mean? That's five. That's why they always set it at like five and a half. You know what I mean? Over under, and then you get the the three four. That's why they always set it at like six six and a half because you're like fuck, man. Like, I mean. Obviously, you know, there's times where, you know, a team wins 4-2, and then you go, there's your six, but th- that's a lopsided game. You know what I'm saying? And then that's what it gets into. That That's when you – that's what I start to look at when I, you know, look ahead in the week at the, at the next games. It's like, okay, yeah, that game was lopsided, but why? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Like, uh, one of the games I, I kind of had a feel for was uh, – 
you know, the Canucks and the, and the, and the Oilers. And I just felt like, you know what? I, I just feel like the, the Canucks, you know, they're, they, they have it more together. They, they recently, you know, were, were in a, in, in a, in a cup race. And, and so it's something that, you know, I, I always take into account is that, you know, the, the, team then remember like we talked about the other day this is a sprint you know a sprint this is a sprint it's not it's not a marathon so they're going to they're gonna go and i've seen these first two days and it and it's just solidified it to me they're gonna go balls out bro they're gonna yeah they don't care no more that's not like a oh we need to be no fucking no we need to win now because we don't have time Exactly. Right. You know, we need to just we just need to win. And so teams are taking the points and then saying, fuck it, let's just try to score. We'll just keep scoring. We'll just keep scoring. You know what I mean? But and it, now that I'm thinking about it, it's definitely going to be the one of the tougher seasons to handicap just because sometimes, you know, you're thinking this thing and it goes the other way. But I mean, just in terms of like the randomness, it's just like kept kicked up to an extra factor this year. It's just like. Well, maybe it's just the first two games, but and teams are still getting adjusted and stuff. But man, it's just like uh, it could either go either way. And I mean, like the lines do nothing to represent how even of a matchup it's gonna be. Yeah, like I, I bet a lot more. I didn't. I sent a couple to the to the to the group. You know, and uh, it's funny. The ones I sent are, are the the ones that are more shitty. The ones I had, you know, that I, you know, th- those are the winners and shit. And I'm like, fuck. Well, I'm not gonna be like, hey, you know, hey. But you know, it's just, it's what you know. I I don't want to also like throw fucking nine of them out there, and then fools are like, damn, well, fuck. You know, now I'm trying to which, choose, and now they're like, yeah. wait, which one's your best one? You know, <laughs> you know, and it's like, so that's why I'm like, you know, and 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 recently. You know, seeing how JT kind of has been taking an approach to his betting, you know, or 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 at least you know what he's been showing us is that, you know, that I'm gonna take more quality out of my you know into my picks than than just quantity and doing like you know 20 picks or whatever, and so, but I mean, I obviously I love to you know what I mean you know bet in all different types of sports you know what I mean and I'm just not just gonna make one bet per sport but yeah. you know what I mean but so. You know, I think that uh, that's what I'm. I'm, I'm gonna try to take a you know a similar approach. You know, as far as like just quality, you know, and just hopefully give you guys the actual quality picks. But you know, um, I mean, I don't know. It's like I have my reasons. You know, a lot of the time, and 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 uh, you know, sometimes you know, I don't know if you've ever felt like this, but it's just like a feeling most of the time. Like, bro, I just feel this certain way. You know, like yeah. I mean, it's, Definitely. I mean, we're fucking, we're gambling here. You know what I mean? Not all of it is numbers. Not all of it is, you know, exactly what we think it is, you know, and, you know, a big part of it is just to fucking a guess or, or, a, or, or, or a chance or, or just luck, you know, and, and especially with dealing with, you know, Vegas, you know, that's all it is. So I think that, you know, sometimes you have to just fuck it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to bet this much or fucking, I'm just going to, you know, take a chance on this team or, or on that because the numbers are, look like they're adding up, but, oh, fuck, you know, or sometimes, like I said, sometimes they look too obvious, like, what, that's sketchy, why, why is it minus 180, you know what I mean, like, 
like that that's just weird like that's just way too much like i feel like it's too juice like who would want to even buy that so that's yeah. where it gets me well maybe take the under maybe they're 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 showing you hey look at fucking mess with the under you know you know so i think those are th- you know signs that you you just have to feel out you have to read it's, it's not necessarily you know always just you know bread and butter like oh i approach every game with like oh that oh this falls you know what i mean like for instance yeah the spread for the home team is not always going to hit every single game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and not necessarily the spread's going to hit at all. Like, say the main bet that's going to hit in that whole little, you know, the over, under, oh, that main thing is the over. And say that hits, right? And nothing else. Like, say the fucking – say it was minus three and that yeah. shit pushes or something like that. You know what I mean? And the over only hits and, and both team totals pushed and, and shit like that. So yeah. that, that's the way I kind of think of it too, is like, you know, when I'm approaching a certain team or, 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 or a game, you know, like the chiefs. Okay. I've known all year that they've been horrible against the spread. Does that continue or does that finally change when everyone's now zeroed in more on them? You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> like, dude, are these numbers like everyone's like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. Remember when we got plus six uh, against the Steelers, you know, with the Browns? Now they're giving us plus 10 against a team that hasn't covered in fucking 12 weeks. So that, see how, it, to me, it's like, oh, that's too easy right there. Now yeah. I want to look into why the other reason, you know what I mean? Why, okay. why, why is it? You know what I mean? And so, that's something you know maybe just a different kind of a viewpoint you know people can look at it from either someone knows something or i'm just terribly wrong <laughs> <laughs> for real for real though you know what i mean like <laughs> but just seeing how like how you know bookmakers you know like how, how they how they they either talk or or you know like i listen to uh you know other podcasts and shit like that and and I, and I hear, you know, people that are bookmakers, you know, at casinos, you know, at Circa or, or, or all these other places, you know, they used to be at, at, at MGM or they used to be at, you know, Caesars Palace. And it's like the way they the way that they talk about it, it's not always just about the game and the players. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, they, they take in, you know, into consideration just, well, the public's really high on, on you know, during these these this week, you know, betting fucking, you know, home you know, dogs or whatever, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, so we'll work around that and we'll, we'll build a number around that, not just the game, you know, like we, we have our number for the game. Now let's tweak it, you know, for, for the other intangibles, you know what I'm saying? And I, and, and I think that, that that's, I, I kind of take a, uh, you know, my approach towards gambling, you know, a lot like that. Yeah, I mean, a lot of good information, man. And, and like, yeah, a lot of things I'm like, nah, like, I'm overlooking very easily, like the plus ten. Like, why are they giving the Browns so much points? Like, I guess I gotta look into it more. But for now, man, I'm just I'm I'm gonna ride with my instinct, you know. <laughs> no, fuck yeah, and and that's dope. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, I just I I always try to fucking think of like uh, I don't know, these fools are trying to get me somehow, you know. Because any, any, I feel like anyone can call who's going to win the Chiefs or the Browns, uh, you, know, you know, but what if I throw these numbers at you now? You know what I'm saying? And that's where it's like, okay, so who's really trying to get me? It's yeah. not the fucking teams that are trying to get me. It's the numbers, you know what I mean? So 
So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my work on these numbers and, and how many times do these overhits you know these overs hit and you know and who you know is big money on the over right now and oh shit look at it right here it looks like sharp money is moving on the under and and things like that you know I'll take into consideration you know and um, you know definitely help me you know in in my last say of like you know what I think this game's gonna go under you know what I mean because sometimes I think of a whole scenario then I check in on that shit and it's like damn I thought just like the public would think. Well, fuck that. I'm going to fade that because that's yeah. probably, that's what everyone thinks. So that's what they're going to base it off of. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah, a lot to look forward to this weekend. I mean, so much NFL soccers that we didn't even talk about is happening. You know, there's a UFC event tomorrow that probably no one's going to watch, but it's a really good main fight. Uh, you know, it, it's a great time for sports, and I'm I'm happy to have them all right now because it seems like there's an opportunity to make money every day, and it's just it's pretty pretty nice right now, <laughs> especially with yeah, JT giving that. us all those good picks. Oh, dude, JT is on fire, bro! Shout out JT if you're listening to this, man. Fuck that fool's killing it, and just continues to fucking do it. And uh, I learned from a lot, a lot from that dude. You yeah, know, we'll he's helped me out from this whole fucking this. You know, like I said, I barely started betting type of shit, and then he was the one that you know got me, got me on. And uh, just a shout out to that, that full big time. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's invaluable to have someone right there like that because, like, I kind of got started in this game, like, uh, in the betting game, just like by myself, and just kind of like learning the ropes, testing the waters here and there, sending a lot of parlays out first, you know, and I still do, but like I've learned a lot more. And then I, I like met JT along the way and he's also helped me like uh, basically how to select my plays, you know, quality over quantity and, you know, just managing yourself. So that's like one of the yeah, biggest yeah. things. And we'll have him on the show soon. It'll be cool to have him on here. Us three. We'll get something going. Give you guys yeah, those collabs. <laughs> Well, all right, man. I mean, we we got some pretty good information done, and uh, I mean, hopefully, we go undefeated. <laughs> yeah, dude, that'll be dope. Fuck, man. That'll be dope. Uh, yeah, we'll... I I do have a I do have a lock uh, for for hockey tomorrow. Um, What's your lock, man? But, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell that. Uh, I do have. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a first period over, and uh, I'm liking it on the Islanders. Oh, okay. And these lines yeah. are usually set at what, like one and a half, two and a half for first period one overs. And one and a half. One yeah. and a half. So I and can see, so, dude. You could probably. Yeah, there's a lot of time. You could probably get some consistent ass numbers betting over one and a half just regularly. Like against teams that are just good on overs, you know. Yeah, for real. And, I mean, dude, it's it's the equivalent to betting first quarters or or first halves, yeah. you know, in a sense. And it's just like I said, you know, just figuring out like, oh fuck, like that's just like this college basketball game that I saw where you know, you know, the the first half over hit, and then then the second half over was set at one point higher, and yeah. you know that shit went under, and it's just this like just like up and down, like not necessarily a momentum, but just like, um, 
I don't know. I, I, I guess it took a change of fucking pace. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully those picks come through. And, I mean, we'll be talking hella shit tomorrow. So. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real. All right, yeah, hell yeah, man. Well, thanks again, man. Sorry if I fucking rambled a bit, but uh, no, no, we uh, all we all did the same. Um, but it was great to have you on. You know, we'll be doing this more regularly. Uh, you you you're a great fucking host or co-host with me, and I mean, you know your shit. So I mean, that's all you could really ask for. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Same to you, man. Thanks uh, for the opportunity, and uh, hell yeah, this is gonna be a fucking dope. It's going to be dope for sure. Let's go. Yeah, I'll, I'll put this out tonight uh, just because we have to. <laughs> um, but, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, it'll, it'll be up by the morning. I'll, I'll send the for link sure, to man. you cool. in the group chat. All right, man. Thank you. You have a good one. Yeah, no problem, dog. Peace out. See you. Yeah.